if, if you are new, it is great to have you here, and today is going to be a little bit different. I'm Jay, I'm the lead pastor, and uh, we, are, uh, we are definitely excited for, for you to, to be here. If you're joining us maybe for the first time online as well, this will be a little bit of a different uh, message today, but at the same time, God always has something for us when we open his word and something that we can apply to our lives. And we've been talking about the idea of God wanting to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. That song um, was, is, is so perfect, and, um, and, and the words of it and the heart of it really, uh, I believe, is, is the heartbeat of where we're going uh, as a church, as well as, uh, as the, the passage of scripture that Ryan talked about there as well. But we've been talking about how, uh, how God wants to do immeasurably more, and how God is not finished, and that we are not finished. Uh, as, as a church, we're really never finished, because we are always called to do more, and we are called to reach more, and we are called for more in this world. And our community needs to know that Jesus wants to do more in and through their lives. And his chosen vehicle to do that is the church, is you and I, not the building, but the people. We are called to be uh, those that, that go forward and, do, uh, and, and for God to use us to do more. Um, and so are we willing to sacrifice more? It was a question I asked last week. Are we, are we willing to sacrifice more so we can accomplish more for the kingdom? Because that's what it's going to take. And our mission is to connect more people to Christ, community, and purpose. And one of the ways that we can do that uh, is through an, a campus extension, through the new facility uh, that I talked about a little bit last week. And it's, it's designed to cultivate spiritual growth. And today I'm going to share with you the plan. I'm going to share with you the details uh, and I'm going to share with you also the fact that right from the beginning, it's going to take sacrifice, it's going to take trust, and it's going to take faith. And so I want to start with this verse in Hebrews chapter 11 that may be a familiar verse to you, but it's really a verse that's looked at um, in many ways as the definition of faith, and it says this. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. And so, you know, God has a, uh, a weird way of, of doing things, and sometimes God shows up um, in, in the craziest ways. And so I want to kind of start with this story of God showing up in my life in, um, in, a, in, in a crazy way, and there's been many times, and I'm sure you have as well, um, but I'll, I'll call this story a tire by faith because um, it happened uh, in 2014. It was actually December 16th. I don't know, you didn't really know why I remember that date. Um, but it was a Wednesday, and so uh, I was a youth pastor at the time, and Wednesdays are always uh, a lot. Um, that's just the big day for youth ministry, and so a lot's going on that day, and of course, as spiritual warfare likes to happen, things happen usually on Wednesdays or like Saturday nights, you know what I mean? Like right before church and all of that, uh, the way the enemy likes to, likes to work. But that day, Wednesday, um, my wife and I, um, I was meeting her for lunch, and so I, I meet Val at, uh, at Hamburger Station right down the road from the church. And before you judge me for that, let me just say they have the best onion rings on earth. So it just is what it is. That's, that's, that's just a fact. But, um, and yes, you do smell when you're done eating that, and it's fine. But so I showed up first because I wanted to make sure I got onion rings. And I was there waiting for her, and I ordered the food. And uh, now, granted, this was seven years ago, so our kids were little. Um, well, six years ago, I guess now. But um, our kids were, were little, and she's got an in-home daycare, so she had a couple of other kids with her, too. And, um, 
and so I'm, I'm there waiting for her, and it starts sprinkling a little bit, and, uh, and she pulls into the parking lot, and I, I walk out to the van, and as I get to the van, um, I hear, and I'm like, oh, please, no, not, not right now. You know, she's got four kids with her, so I'm, I'm out there to, to help her get the kids in, and I'm like, let's, let's let it not be that. It was. So driver's side, rear tire is just, you know, going down. I'm like, awesome, this is perfect. You know, I got a staff meeting in about an hour and a half, and, uh, and with it being a Wednesday, there's always just tons going on anyway. Um, and so, you know, this is perfect timing, and the spare on a van is, on that van at least, is not easy to get to, plus it's raining and all of that stuff, and I'm like, awesome. So, but God had it handled in some crazy ways that I didn't even know and couldn't even fathom at the time, and I would love to say that I stopped and prayed in that moment, um, and I should have, but I didn't, and immediately I jumped on the phone, and I called the tire place that's right down the road, and I asked them, you know, what they could do, and they said, yeah, we can plug it if you can get it here, and I look at the tires, like, I mean, like, flat, flat, you know, and so I'm like, awesome, how's this going to work? Uh, so, Right about then, I get off the phone, and a, a big van pulls in right next to me, a big white van, and um, guy gets out and, you know, kind of looks and starts to go in, but then looks back, and he's like, is that, is that your van? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, you got a flat. I'm like, really? You know, and so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do, and he goes, you know what? Um, he goes, I've, I've actually got a plug kit in my van. Um, and a jack and an air compressor. Do you want me to maybe fix your tire? And I was like, nah, of course, yes, please, could you help me? You know, um, absolutely. I, I was like taken aback. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Like pulled in like right now, you know, all of that. So started talking to the guys. He was, you know, working on, on the van for me. I'd met him, you know, two minutes before. And, um, you know, I offered to, to buy him lunch and, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me. I offered him some money. He said no. He said, you know, just pay it forward sometime. Started talking to him a little bit as this is going on, and it uh, turns out he's a believer, and, you know, I ended up telling him what, you know, what I did, that I was a youth pastor and everything, and, um, you know, he said, just, just pay it forward, and yeah, I haven't seen him since. Uh, his name was Kevin, so if you think about it, um, and you want to pray for God to bless his life, uh, that'd be great, because uh, every now and then I'll just think of this moment, and just, Lord, bless this guy, you know, but... Um, you know, it, it, it was a crazy moment where God had that kind of all taken care of. And, um, you know, so he puts in the plug, we eat the onion rings, and we head down to the tire place. And I, get, uh, I get, had to get a new tire because it was too close to the, to the wall, the sidewall of the tire. So I had to get a whole new tire. So I had to drop some money that I didn't really want to spend, but it is what it is. And, um, you know, Val goes on her, on her way um, with a new tire and everything. And I get back to the church, and I'm, I'm in time for the staff meeting, and so I'm like, awesome, thank you, God, you know, and, and as I talked to this man, like, there was no doubt in my mind that God sent him for that moment, right, for such a time as this, and I'm like, good grief, thank you, Lord, and, and you would think, like, that's a cool story in itself, right, but God wasn't done. God wasn't even done then, um, and so I'm sitting in the staff meeting, and I get this text from Val during the meeting, and here it is, because I saved it, um, it says, she said this, thank God we weren't home. We would have been dealing with a worse issue with the van. One of the shelves fell off of the wall in the garage and it would have hit the van, probably dented it, and probably broke out a window. And the window that it would have broken would have been um, 
exactly where we, because Wilson was one at the time, he's, uh, he's seven now, but he was one, and he was where he would have been sitting, had the van been in the garage when this fell, this wasn't like a little shelf that had just like a couple Legos on it, like this was a huge shelf with a lot of weight that would have like not only dented the van, but had it hit that window, it probably would have shattered the window, broke it, and if Will had been in there, who knows, you know what I mean? We're talking like a big, hefty shelf that, that fell right off the wall and was on on the ground, and had we not been delayed, had she not been delayed by the flat tire and all of that, who knows what would have happened. And so what are the chances? I mean, all of that. Too many things, too many things could have gone very, very wrong for that day to end up much, much worse. Too many pieces of the story fell into place. A little too perfect for it to be anything other than God's sovereign hand of protection and provision. And when I think about our church, and I think about where we're going, and I think about how we got here. I can't help but draw parallels to that in ways that God has shown up in so many amazing ways that it can't have been anything but that. And as we move forward, I have no doubt, because it's just in the character of God that we're going to continue to see that. Look at Isaiah chapter 55. If you have your Bibles, Bible app, you can certainly follow along with me. Here's what it says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. If that was not an example of God moving in a powerful way, of his ways being higher than our ways, evidence of things unseen, then I don't know what is because that was just such a crazy story. And when I think about where we are as a church and I think about where we want to go and I think about this facility and I think about the, the storage building that God dropped in our lap, a facility by faith, that's really where we're going. And that's where, we, that's where we need to go. You know, every day I look at that building when I pull onto the property here and I look at this building that I get the privilege to be in. And it's just a reminder of God's faithfulness. It's a reminder of his protection and provision in ways that we could not imagine. And so church, let me just say it this way. Have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing from what God has shown us? Have we learned nothing from us? He, if he wants this to happen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen if he wants this to happen. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so it's time. It's time. We're, we're done waiting. We have planned and we've prepared. We've made a plan and it's time to go. And I truly believe that. God has shown me nothing um, but an open door to continue to walk through. And believe me, please believe me that this has been bathed in prayer beyond what you can even believe by the leadership team and the entire leadership team and the staff of the church as we're moving forward here. It says in Matthew 7, as we looked at the Sermon on the Mount, ask and it will be given. And so we've been asking and we are gonna ask. But our focus, hear me, our focus needs to be on him and on the mission 
And that's the reason and the point for all of it. The reason for the campus extension is not, is not to brag, is not to say, look at our awesome building. It's to accomplish the mission of connecting people to Christ and community and purpose. It says in Proverbs 16, verse 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Believe me, church, when I tell you we have committed our work to the Lord. We have been praying and planning for almost two years now. Since before my first day as lead pastor. Because this campus extension, it was always part of the plan. It was always part of the plan, and that's why we refer to it as phase two. Because this was phase one, and then to move on to phase two, because we had to make sure that we were in a good place for a majority of our ministries and the main ministries to happen, but, it, but we can't do all of it. And the vision that God has given us to connect our community to him, it has not changed. It has not changed. We are more dedicated than ever to reaching our community with the good news of Jesus Christ. And if we are surrendering in advance to him, according to his power that is at work within us and his glory in the church, the community aspect of this is a must. The community part is a must, and we need to be able to facilitate that community. And we believe that life change happens best in community. Our life groups are, are a reflection of that. But if you think about the times where, where the Lord has done amazing things in your life and has moved you in amazing, amazing ways and amazing um, places, it has been in the context of community, I can almost guarantee it. And so this new multi-purpose center, as we're going to call it, the multi-purpose center, it's going to focus on and facilitate and accommodate the mission of community in multiple ways. And that's why it's more than a building. That's why it's way more than a building. This phrase came from just something that we had been saying as a, as a leadership team and, and as a staff for a long time, because it's always just been more than a building, and so it just made sense. But it's about what's gonna happen on the inside. It's about what happens on the inside that counts for eternity. And Jesus is calling us to do immeasurably more. And that's why this is so important. And as beautiful and useful as our existing building is, and it is, it's awesome. It doesn't facilitate everything that we envisioned from the inception of Connect Church. This is always, as I said, this has always been part of the plan, but you know, right now, maybe you don't know this, there is virtually no area of ministry that is not having to compromise right now. There's virtually no area of ministry that's not having to compromise because our campus isn't complete. The, the most obvious would be our students. Our students do not have a place to call their own. And having a space that is dedicated and designed for the next generation, it's gonna keep them connected to Jesus and each other. And I'm not just telling you that flippantly, I'm telling you that from personal experience because I know the difference that it makes because I did it for 11 years. And I can tell you because I renovated a room specifically for students and the difference that that made and the amount of kids and, and the way that they were able to connect to Jesus and to each other through a room that they could take ownership of and to see life, life change happen in that room and the people that sacrificed and gave so that that could happen. Eternity is changed for a lot of students and some who are actually sitting here in this room and on my staff because of it. 
Now, this new game room that we have, you, you may have noticed that we've shut down the, uh, the overflow room back there and we've closed it down. And the reason is, we, is because we've retconned it into a game room for the students. And it's cool, and I'm glad that we could do that. But do you know why we did that? Well, for one, because they have nowhere to call their own. And this is about the, they meet in here, but to give them a room to call their own. And it's cool that we can do that. And it's great so that they can have a game room and all that. It's awesome. But you know what? It's, it's not enough. It's not enough. And it's, and it's, and it's duct tape for right now. It's, I'm, again, I'm glad that we can do it, but it's, it's not good enough. Let me, let me tell you this. Here's an interesting statistic for you. Did you know within a five mile radius of this building, there are over 8,000 students Gen X, Gen Z, in a five-mile radius of this property that have lived here for less than five years and that they would consider themselves either spiritual but not religious, exploring their faith, or unresponsive. 8,000 in a five-mile radius. What an opportunity. And that's only people who have lived here less than five years. We could expand those numbers. And yes, one of our biggest needs is a dedicated space for students, no doubt. But it's not just that. It's certainly not just that. I, I, we also look forward to seeing different kinds of, of events happening here for the community as well as our church family. Things like VBS, things like uh, kids' summer camps, game nights for students and, and kids and young adults. Uh, community gatherings, outreach opportunities with our community missions team and things like that, uh, conferences, all more will be, those are just things off the top of my head. So much more will be possible when we even have the opportunity to be able to do that. And as the world opens back up, we will be positioned and ready for that to happen. And you know that stat that I just gave you, that 8,000 students uh, within a five-mile radius, if you add millennials and baby boomers to that, and with all those same parameters, spiritual but not religious, exploring their faith or unresponsive, you add millennials and baby boomers to that within a five-mile radius, 22,400. That's within a five-mile radius of our building. What an amazing opportunity. There is so much more we want to accomplish and can accomplish for the kingdom of God. Additionally, our, our staff also does not really have a dedicated office space that's sufficient for our, our needs. But you know what? Our highest value is people because God's highest value is people. Life groups, Bible studies, uh, youth and, and young adults, etc. All those things will benefit from a facility that we can use for whatever, uh, whatever needs and opportunities arise so that we can invest in people. The multi-purpose center is going to create more opportunities to connect more people in our community. And here's what it's going to look like. This is a 3D rendering that we had done of the building. It's 10,400 square feet, 10,423 square feet if you want to be exact. Um, and it will facilitate virtually anything and everything that we envision uh, the opportunities God putting into our path. Um, check out the next one. So this will give you an idea of where it's located. It will be off that direction, off of the cafe. Uh, and it'll be set 30 feet off uh, with a walkway over that goes into a large multi-purpose uh, room. And you'll, you'll see more of this. This is all, all going to be online, and you're all going to get a brochure and, and such to take home with you today. So um, if you don't see everything, you will. Um, and, uh, and, and this is sitting right next to uh, the existing building, 18-foot ceiling um, in the big area, offices in the, in the front. Uh, go to the next one for me, Lauren. Um, so here's kind of an aerial view so you can see where it's going to be. 
the big hill in the back would be like right here. Um, so you're driving around. So the, uh, the, the, the what looks like a random driveway just going up the hill back there, it's not random at all. It's been planned in, in conjunction with where this building is going to sit. All of that has already been done and, and already been thought through and all of that. Um, and so this is, uh, this is kind of a top view of what it'll look like. Uh, go to the next one for me. This is a cutaway of the inside, um, at least as, as best of an angle as we can get. So you've got this large 3,000 square foot multi-purpose room. It, it actually comes down further than that, but the wall's there. Uh, offices will be through that door. Storage up here, bathrooms, a kitchenette, a cafe area there. Um, and then we'll have um, high school and middle school dedicated rooms with an upstairs loft for games and such uh, in there where we will do uh, lighting and sound and it's going to be sick um, when it's all said and done um, in a good way. So, um, so this is uh, uh, just a, a mock-up of what it's going to look like, but um, you better believe that you know, Mikey and, and his team are going to take it way further than that when it comes to the decor and all of those kinds of things. So uh, go to the next one for me. Uh, so here is a floor plan. Um, again, you'll all get to see this um, in as much detail as you want um, of where things are going to be. And so you can kind of see how it's going to look uh, with bathrooms and offices and, and, uh, and this room that will be able to be used for various things from um, breakfast with Santa, uh, something that, that we used to do, to um, conferences, to dodgeball. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard that yes from over there. Um, and then obviously the, the high school and, and middle school uh, happening with, um, with, with plenty of room to do all that we need um, and all that we envision God, uh, God calling us to do. So um, incredible stuff, and, and we're excited about it, and it's something that we have planned and prepared uh, for a long, long time. And so let's, get, uh, let's just get to the brass tacks here for a minute. What's this going to cost? What's the timeline and the cost, and what's this going to look like? Here it is. So the timeline and cost, the total cost of the, of the, of the building of the project is $1.35 million. And while that is a lofty number, I get that. Believe me, I get that. Um, the, the, what is included in that is literally everything. This is turnkey. This is all of it. This is done. This is uh, parking lot. This is uh, electrical and sewer, like all of it, plumbing, every, everything. Like done, done, done. When it's done, this will cover all of it, because there is construction cost and then there is ministry cost as well, uh, because we, we have to put in security and, uh, and fire and internet and all of that stuff, uh, and ministry supplies as, as we furnish the, the youth rooms, lighting and sound and all of that stuff that needs to go in there. And so while this is a big number, what we're going to, to do, and, the, and this is in conjunction with Worcester Builders, who we have talked to uh, and, and been working with to... Uh, to build this for us. They're, they're the same company that built the storage building that's out there. Uh, and these are kind of milestones that we will call them to keep construction moving forward. And so our first milestone is 350,000 by April 1st. And I like to look at it this way, as opposed to eating the elephant all in one bite, we're gonna try to take it out four bites and four chunks and have these milestones to get to uh, so that the construction doesn't need to stop. Um, as, as we're moving through. And as I said, all of this is online. Every bit of it uh, is online right now. Um, connectchurch.xyz slash phase two. But I want to be upfront, honest, and transparent from the very beginning and let you know as much as I possibly can um, in terms of transparency here 
obviously, it takes money to build a building. <laughs> it takes money to build a building, and, it, and, it's, and it's quite a bit of money, and I get that, and we are seeking the Lord to provide that. I believe that God's people can provide this, and, uh, and I believe that it is doable, and it is uh, reachable. We would rather not pursue financing, I'll say that. We would much rather not. Uh, however, there is an urgent need for the future of this ministry, and there is a vision of kingdom work um, that God has given us, and we can accomplish that through the multipurpose center. And we are not opposed to financing whatever we are not able to raise. But obviously, I'll say it again, I don't want to, but we're not opposed to it because we believe God wants us to move forward now and trusting him for wisdom. Believe me, we are. But we believe also, and by we, I mean as a, as a leadership team and I, I believe we can't afford to put this off any longer. We, we can't afford to put this off any longer. Not only do our students deserve it, um, but the ministry of what God has called us to do as a church, we've got to do it to continue to move forward. And if we end up needing to borrow the money, which I don't really want to, to finish the project, we will not, hear me on this, we will not put ourselves in a place where the church becomes financially strapped. We will make good stewardship decisions. We've got an amazing team, um, as well as some advisors uh, that, that I look to. Um, we've got an amazing spiritual leadership team that are making good stewardship decisions. We're in, we're in a, a place financially now that's in probably the best place that we've been um, in a long, long time. And so we're gonna make good decisions, we're gonna make good stewardship decisions, and we are not going to allow the church to incur monthly payments that are gonna cause us to compromise our current ministries. We can't, we can't take a step back for, for a building either, and we're not going to. But you know what, interest rates are so low right now, so low right now, and it, and it takes a lot of some of those things out of the equation because of that. But I will say this, if we cannot realistically afford it, then we will wait until God shows us another way. So that's as clear and transparent as I can be about that. But you know what? We're gonna start where we should, and that's on our knees. We're gonna start with prayer. Because prayer is the most powerful thing that we underutilize, all of us. Many of us have been praying, and I have been praying over this. I mean, I, the prayer that has already happened on, on top of this is in ways I can't even explain. Um, and has, has been just bathed in prayer up until this point, believe me. Believe me. But we are going to collectively come together as a church and pray as we move into this next phase. And so the week of the 21st, starting next Sunday, not this week, next Sunday, I'm designating as a week of prayer, February 21st through the 27th. And Monday uh, through uh, Thursday that week, you're going to get an email um, with kind of a devotional uh, with a prayer focus for the day so that we can all be praying together for the, the topics and, and the way that we should be praying through this and to this leading up uh, to the 28th. But the 26th and the 27th, we're gonna call it 24 hours of prayer, beginning at 6 p.m. on the 26th, ending at 6 p.m. on the 27th. We're gonna do a couple Facebook Live prayer moments as well during that time. Um, and so you can sign up right now for a 20-minute spot at connectchurch.xyz slash phase two where you will be able to get all the information and we will continue to keep that up to date, uh, that page as best as we possibly can. But we're gonna start with a week of prayer and we're gonna, we're gonna pray over this and we're gonna pray passionately and we're gonna pray diligently. 
And next week, I'm going to be speaking on prayer uh, when it comes to, to the way our prayer focus should be as we go into this. Um, so I hope that you'll jump online and you'll, um, you'll be a part of this and, and sign up to be a part of this because there is value in the volume of prayer. There is value in the volume of prayer, and we're asking him to do more than we can ask or imagine. And so if you're on the prayer team as well, please be a part of this. Please be a part of this. And that's going to lead us to Commitment Sunday that is on February 28th. And so that Sunday, uh, in a couple of weeks, is the day that, uh, that really the campaign, if you will, will begin. So that is the day that we're going to be, I mean, I'll just say it, that's the day that we're going to bring in our commitments to God and we're going to make our commitments to the Lord of what we are going to give over and above our regular tithes and offerings to support this and we're going to see what God does. I believe that we can make that first milestone of 350000 I truly do. I believe that we can do that and we're going to take it a step at a time and we're going to go from there and see. Yes, we are going to be planned and prepared for, for whatever scenarios may come, but I believe we can make that first one and there are three ways to give. There's a, a one-time uh, gift that, uh, you know, a one-time sizable gift on, on that day or any time in between, say, um, say the 28th and the 31st of, of March so that we can, you know, potentially make that April 1st um, milestone there. A multi-phased gift, and what I mean by that is uh, with those four uh, milestones that are there, the 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0 0.4, maybe you're able to give a gift for each one of those to help us get to that. Um, that would also be great. And then weekly or monthly, um, support. There, there is a spot on our online giving right now that's for the building fund that you could set up recurring giving and you could give to that right now. I, I, I give to that every single week. Again, just to be transparent to you, I'm, I'm going to be here. This is me. One time and then weekly or monthly. Um, for me, it's weekly. And there is an incredible amount of people that are continuing to give um, recurring giving to the building fund. And I would just ask, just straight up ask, please continue to do that because it will make a difference and it will help, uh, help us get there and, and move forward. Um, and so we're gonna pray and we're gonna ask the Lord and I would ask you to pray and ask the Lord what he would have you to do to be a part of this. Um, and we will make our commitments to him on, on that day. But we all need to do our part. We all need to do our part and it's gonna take all of us and some of us can do more than others and, and that's great, but it can't be all on them. It can't be all on them. Um, we, we are praying for that first milestone, as I've said, of 350,000 to be met between those dates. And I would love to, on Easter Sunday, uh, which is April 4th, have a very cool announcement for the church. That would be a great day um, to, uh, to have an announcement like that. But, but it's up to him. It's up to the Lord, and it's up to what God wants to do in and through each and every one of us. And so I go back to Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so we are asking God to do more than we can imagine, immeasurably more, because it's about more than a building. It's about a mission and it's about your kids and it's about mine. And it's about reaching the ones that aren't here yet in a relevant way and facilitating that in the kingdom culture of God. It's about a culture that says you are loved and accepted here and that you are loved and accepted and that, and that he loves you where you are, but he loves you too much to let you 
stay there. And you and I are being called up by God to make this happen. Our future depends on it, church. But it's more than we can handle. And just like God likes to do, as I said last week, he gives us more than we can handle, and he is the one that is going to make it happen. He is the one that is going to make it happen. And so all we need to do, we need to be obedient, we need to be faithful, and we need to start on our knees in prayer because we know that this will happen if he wants it to happen, and we know that if it does, it will only be because of him, and if it doesn't, it will be because maybe he's saying, you're not ready for this yet. And I'll just be straight with you. I'm okay with that too. I don't feel that that's where it's going to go, but we have to be okay with either answer from God. And when and if it does happen, we will point to no one. We will point to nowhere or anyone other than Jesus if he blesses us with it, and we will use it to point everyone to Jesus and connect people to Jesus just like we have done with this facility. So will you stand with me? My connection point for this, for today. Last week I said Jesus wants to do immeasurably more in you, and he does. And when he does immeasurably more in you, then Jesus will do immeasurably more through you. And that's today's connection point, is that Jesus wants to do immeasurably more through you. And so whatever is going on in your life, I, I would encourage you to, to look for God moving in ways that you can't possibly imagine. Because yeah, while this is a bit of a different message today because of what I'm presenting, it's, it's very much still relevant to us in our current situation and, and where we are and where you may be in your life. Because God will move in amazing and powerful ways through your life if we would just ask. He will do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And so we ask and we pray and we have imagined and believe me, church, when I tell you, we have prepared. We have prepared as best as we can. But think about this. He wants to do immeasurably more than that. Will you bow your heads with me? You know, I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to each and every one of us right now. And so let me ask you, have you pre-surrendered? We talked about that last week. Have you pre-surrendered to whatever God wants to do in your life? Because through you, he can do immeasurably more. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, please know that he wants to do so much more in your life than you can even ask or imagine. That's what his word says. It may not be in the way you want, it may not be how you want. But he wants to use you and in your life, he will do more than you can ask or imagine. And if you are not 100% sure that you're going to heaven and you, and you want to have a relationship with Jesus so that you can know that, today could be the day that you could find that out. And you could know that for sure. Because he wants to do so much more in your life. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your love and your grace and your mercy. Lord, and I thank you that you do give us more than we can handle because you can handle it. Father, you can handle anything and everything that comes on in our life. Lord, you see it coming. You see where it's going. 
Father, I pray, God, if it be your will that you would provide all that we need, more than we could ask or imagine for this facility so that we can do more for you and for your kingdom and reach more people. But God, I pray that right now, if there's one watching either online or here that doesn't know you as Savior, Lord, I pray that, that maybe they would make that decision today because you can do so much more than we can ask or imagine. And that begins with eternity with you. So Lord, move in our hearts. Use us as we worship you now. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>